right, we are live. It is hit the books time, part of the Hammer Betting Network. I'm Brad Powers, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. Guys, we're breaking down, recapping what happened in the college football week number four. Who impressed us? Who didn't? We're taking a look at the early biggest games of the week. And, of course, at the end of the show, it's that time you've all been waiting for best bets. They continue to cash. They're showing profit so far. That's all you can ask, Mr. Kanish. But first and foremost, because I am a man of the people, and the people want to know each and every week Mr. Kanish's thoughts on his beloved covering Detroit Lions. Mr. Kanish, good afternoon. I mean, the, the – the- it's insane! Look, they just don't. They, I mean, Dan Campbell's the greatest of all time. He's the best coach and the best ATS coach in history. Like, it's absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how they keep doing it. So, devastating loss at the end for some of us yeah. that are holding some Lions uh, tickets. But uh, I mean, the man just keeps printing. I didn't even. I. I didn't think it was happening this week again. But I don't know how they're doing it with the injuries piling up. But. Just cover, baby. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. what I, I mean, how can you even say it's like one of those where you're like, oh, shoot, maybe the market, they just find a way. Yeah, it's broken all the models. They just find a way. The Dan Campbell model. I don't know why I'm even betting on college football anymore. I just bet the Lions every week, and I will never worry <laughs> about anything. I hear you on that. And speaking of finding a way, a team that continues to do it in North Norman, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas State, I'm going to lead it with that as far as teams – that impressed me first starting with their quarterback uh, who's been a bum. Let's just be honest for most of his career uh, at Nebraska and not off to a good start. First three games at Kansas state, but Adrian Martinez not only played like the Heisman, you know, Heisman candidate, he played like the Heisman favorite on Saturday night, Kansas state double digit underdog wins outright puts a little bit of a somberness to that first year under Brent Venables for Oklahoma. That was the team to me that that is one that made a biggest impression as far as really impressing me, especially coming off an outright upset loss against Tulane the week prior. So big thumbs up to Adrian Martinez. Good for that kid who's taking a lot of flack, even from from a guy like myself throughout the years. And Kansas State bouncing back in a big way there. Uh, Any teams impressed you? Maybe even some thoughts on that Kansas State game? I mean, the, his passing artist prop for the that game was 141 yards. He goes over to – he just – like, they hadn't thrown the ball literally downfield all year. Um, and that was – it was just a, a class – like, it reminded me of, like, uh, an old North Dakota state um, when, you know, Kleinman was there where they just lined up and were absolutely able to keep blowing Oklahoma off the football, to win in the trenches on both sides, uh, even a team that's at – a significant, they're not going to get, they don't get five stars. They don't, they barely get four stars, you know, just a significant talent disadvantage uh, on both sides and just, uh, you know, just manballed them to death. And if anything, I think my takeaway would be the big 12, like one to yeah. 12 is, is like, they're barely any separation. I mean, Kansas is up there, you know, like Baylor, Iowa state, you know, barely playing. Like there's just no, I mean, even going in, you know, like, well, what, what's the your power ranking from one to twelve? Like a touchdown? Is every team within a touchdown? Like I mean, it's just a, a conference that feels like one of ten teams. If you get the right victories this year, could end up winning it. Um, and, and you thought a little bit like maybe coming off of last week that Oklahoma was separating themselves up a tier, or Texas could up a tier, and they both lose uh, yeah. to to inferior opponents. Inferior opponents last week, so. 
yeah, that was uh, that that was surprising to me. Um, a couple of teams that kept it roll. You're the team in Columbus that's looking uh, starting to look pretty yeah. crispy on offense uh, is good. And our boys in Mobile, Alabama, that I thought was I I, I had some LaTeX. I thought two touchdowns was crazy. Blew him off the map, and I, yep. I, um, I, I, you know, tune, tune in to see a Brad Powers release this morning, and what does he do? He goes right back to the well with some more <laughs> Mobile, Alabama uh, against what was the division favorite I- going into the season in Louisiana Lafayette, and now South Alabama's a 10-point road chalk at Lafayette. What a season they're having so far. Hopefully it keeps rolling. Yeah, I mean, that's four straight covers now by 18 points per game for South Alabama. We can talk that game more later. Uh, you know, I forgot to mention best bets at the top. I will mention it here because this is one where we lost. I think it was oh, me. I was on Clemson where you're going. last week. My goodness. I mean, I was impressed with Wake Forest. I mean, pregame oh. announced that Wake Forest can be missing three D- guys in their secondary. Ended up proving, you know, DJ had a good game throwing the football. But what I was impressed with, Wake Forest offensively was able to have their way, I mean, consistently running and passing on Clemson's defense. I was really impressed with Wake Forest's performance there in a game and a series that they never really step up and, and compete with Clemson. They did. Uh, so I was impressed with Wake Forest. You briefly mentioned it. I know why, because you're sporting the Michigan shirt there. But, I mean, the Buckeyes, I mean – the last two weeks offensively, that's the best offense in the country like we expected, folks. And that's right now one of three teams that I think is a legitimate national title contender, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, just like we thought coming into the season. So Ohio State, after a first couple of games, struggle offensively, looks looks the part after destroying Wisconsin. Any other teams impress you? I, I You know, I wanted to count. Is there anybody outside? Because we would have thought, I mean, one – who do you think's in that that driver's seat for the fourth playoff spying? Yeah, I think yeah. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State are getting in. I wouldn't say – I mean, I thought some teams on the fringe were like Oklahoma, yeah. Texas, uh, USC, who barely escapes on it. You know, like – Best I, bad I, I, Oregon State here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who's going to get that – I, I mean, does uh, 11 and 1 – even Michigan, you know, took a step back, obviously, in, in terms of – what I thought the ceiling could be with their performance against Maryland. So I don't, I mean, it looks like a three team race and for that fourth playoff spot, that seems totally wide open now at the moment. I mean, I don't know who it is. Clemson, USC. I mean, both those teams have extreme flaws. Michigan, maybe they go 11 and all, they lose a close game to Ohio state. They're in the mix. I do think we'll see two, uh, two SEC teams probably again. I don't see anybody really beating Georgia or Alabama, but I mean, Let's talk about teams that didn't impress. I mean, Georgia didn't have that great of a performance, winning by 17 over Kent State as a 45-point favorite. That was the first time we've seen a big-time chink in the armor of Georgia. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I've seen them just absolutely hammer Oregon and South Carolina. So we'll, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more, maybe not this week against Missouri, but uh, <laughs> maybe not until the Alabama game and the SEC championship game because they don't play anybody, Georgia. So we'll see. There was a little chink there. Uh, a team, obviously, I can't believe we waited five minutes to mention them. How about uh, that speed and space? Your former offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, oh. and Mario Cristobal. Miami Hurricanes getting legitimately beat outright as a 25-point favorite against Middle Tennessee. I know there were some turnovers early, but I'm here to tell you there wasn't a lot of flukiness there. I thought Middle Tennessee was the better team 
that's a team big time down arrow. And I'm not sure the Texas A&M performance age too well, is going to age too well either. So Miami way down in my book. Uh, other teams that were really disappointing for you. Well, I, I one that I you know will have to mention was a double uh, consensus uh, you know, uh, total. It was our Gene Chizik uh, oh, maybe yeah. seeing if he can get the defense together. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't think Notre Dame did anything fantastic, and I think they just lined up, ran the football, and North Carolina didn't have an answer for it, didn't have any adjustments for it, um, and just I don't know. I, again, you, I mean, I saw you tweet that. I don't know how many more weeks you can like run this. I mean, put some have somebody off the staff come on and take over for this guy. Like it, it has been one of the worst coordinator hires uh, in, in the last five years of college football. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I don't think any possible core person you could have put in charge of this defense could have done a worse job. Um, completely disaster. And I don't know. I mean, they're, they're like they're, this is a UNC team that that should be competing with the talent they have on the roster and how bad the ACC is competing yep. for a shot to go to the ACC title game. And instead, uh, th- this defense is just sinking them. So horrible effort from them. Uh, and I think the ceiling is a team that potentially could win eight or nine games it is is more looking at probably a six-win season um, because it, it, I don't know what they can do now at this point to get it straightened out. You've made your bed. You had the bye week. Nothing changed. Um and Chiswick is, is just going to sink uh, what could be a team that, that should have a lot higher potential with uh, the talent they have. It's not only poor coaching, but, I mean, if you watch the game, obviously we did. We both had, you know, best bets uh, on that game. I mean, their fight players are fighting on the sideline. Matt Brown's getting an unsportsmanlike penalty. Total loss control. And you're right, Notre Dame really didn't do anything great. I mean – I thought Tommy Reese called a smart game. He just played everything. How yep. stupid North Carolina was defensively played all that against them. Lined up playing man ball. I mean, Notre Dame also fumbled into the end zone. Otherwise, I mean, that Notre Dame offense that couldn't even get first downs against Marshall and Cal nearly put up a 50 spot on that North Carolina defense. And I'm stunned. I know there's weather and we'll get to this later in the show. But are you kidding me? A total of a North Carolina game at 50 <laughs> this week? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know Virginia Tech sucks offensively, but so does Notre Dame. So more on that later. North Carolina's defense. I mean, that's one of those rare instances where, where you, I think you do have to get rid of a guy. It's a very short sample size. Do I think Mac Brown's going to? No. You know, I don't know. I think they should get rid of Mac Brown. Three straight top 15 recruiting classes, and that's the effort you put out on that field. They're not lacking talent defensively. No. It's a bunch of four-star kids. Yeah. I mean, if you follow recruiting rankings, I mean, they can't be off on every single kid. So – yeah, that was a, a dumpster fire. And speaking of dumpster fires, I don't know if you had anything in the game. I did. I had Oregon. That end game fiasco for Oregon, Washington State. I mean, it aged me significantly. I look. I Oregon wasn't governed all game. I mean, but I thought they should have been. They were up like two hundred some plus yards in the game. They had that horrific turnover. Bo Nix being Bo Nix on the road early in this game, and then all of a sudden I'm like, yes, finally. We got the, the right team is covering at the end after that pick six, the pick six that Oregon gets. And, oh, my goodness, they give up a 60-yard pass with 20 seconds left. They're at the goal line, give up a, a touchdown with one second left. I don't cover. Yeah, that was not fun. Did you have anything on that game? 
I, you know what? I had some actually under early uh, oh. that the last five minutes just, you know, completely blew up from what was looking like. A, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> yeah, they're not playing pickleball anymore, James Madison, <laughs> I'll tell you. But yeah, that under was a tough one there. I, I agree with you as uh, just the last five minutes was absolute insanity. Um, and yeah, I see people in the chat. Uh, that was one of the uh, a great uh, in terms of the other side of the emotional swing where James Madison fumbles twice inside their own 25 in the first quarter and leads to two App State touchdowns. Uh, one of the bigger positions I've had on a, a CFB game this year. Um, you're thinking it's going to be like an absolute, like just devastating. They're uh, come all the way back uh, to get the outright victory. Uh, and I think that was, that was well-deserved there. Um, so yeah, that was a, uh, Quite the role of emotion. I I I, I had a little of emotion when it was twenty eight three. I was uh, in, yeah. in, in in a in a bad place there, wanting to, James Madison to go back to, to FCS football, but they're back, and I I never doubted them except for that you know that that, that first thirty minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best bet on the show. Uh, yeah, I I might have had a little you know, better too on James Madison in, in that game. I, I gave I gave that one up. I couldn't believe it. But App State kind of ran out of gas. When a roller coaster of emotions. Give them credit. They were up at the start of the game, and then I mean, obviously James Madison, better team. Uh, you know, final forty minutes of that one. So that was another winner for us. Any other uh, takeaways? Impressive teams. Not so impressive. Anything else? You know, I, I thought Michigan, you know, one of the, uh, I'll do some troll, Michigan State looks dead. Uh, they they got absolutely hammered by Minnesota. And it's, I, I don't want to, I don't think, I didn't even know if it's a, a melt. They've had volume injuries at positions that they don't have a lot of depth in. Their secondary is down. They've got D2 transfers playing in the secondary. Uh, their best D tackle didn't come back. Uh, Jaden Reed, the best receiver, does not look right. Their quarterback is getting beat to death every week. And now he's he's lacking in performance. Um, and I think they're going down to Maryland again this week. And unless they're, I mean, they, they don't have so. any, yeah. I mean, that line opened up, you know, two and a half, three at some places. It's got blown up, gone, gone across, across seven. Um, I thought Maryland looked pretty damn good versus, versus Michigan, put up a good performance. Um, and, and I don't think Michigan state they're unless they get healthy in a hurry, uh, they've got an insane next month too. They could be looking at, a four and eight type of season. Um, 95 million. Yeah. yeah, 95 guaranteed that I think Mel, you know, he, he hit the jackpot last year in the portal with Walker. A lot of the guys that he's brought in this year aren't coming to fruition. And on top of the injuries, they don't have, he hasn't had enough recruiting cycles to, to build up the depth. And I think they are a straight, I mean, they could be looking at um, get, getting blown out here the next couple of weeks and Minnesota Drivers yeah. in, in a big time way. They they are legit, um, and I think they they have a chance to roll through that division. Uh, and you know, I mean, they'll obviously lose to you know Ohio State or Michigan title game, but it'll be a nice story there for for roll the boat to get to the uh, championship game because it looks to me like they are now head and shoulders above um, the Wisconsin's or especially any of the lower tier in that division, the Iowa. So uh, I think Minnesota's the real deal, and boy, did they put it on them. They did, and Minnesota double-digit favorite this week against Purdue, who's got quarterback question marks. Uh, Illinois is playing well defensively, so we'll see. That's an intriguing game for me this week, Illinois-Wisconsin, kind of a battle between some markets there. market was very anti-Wisconsin uh, early, but some buyback a little bit this morning on Wisconsin in that one. Uh, speaking of this upcoming week in games, we got a lot of them. we got four ranked-on-ranked matchups this week. 
Uh, I'm going to start actually with Alabama, Arkansas, a game that probably lost a little bit of steam as far as, uh, you know, Arkansas doinking a kick on the top of the upright at, at the end of the Texas A&M game. Otherwise, they're unbeaten coming in this matchup. Alabama's looked like Alabama the last couple of weeks. They easily went and cover over Vanderbilt last week. Dominant performance for the Crimson Tide. Uh, early line has Alabama now up to 17. You know, I don't disagree with that. I, I, that's probably a natural move there. Uh, I'm wondering if that kick goes through the uprights for Arkansas, if we're dealing with a 16 on this line uh, right now. But, uh, I look, I made 63 bets yesterday at, at uh, Circa. This was not one of them, side or total. I don't have a bet, dude. Do you have a bet on this one? You know, I was in on some early Bama. Um, I wouldn't buy now at the, the 17, um, but – I, I, this is one of those where Arkansas has come off, you know, a couple of, like a couple of brutal games. Now they're, they're dealing with volume injuries as well. Um, and I think they've, you know, they've kept up the, the performance level pretty well. Um, and even, even, even the FCS game where Petrino comes in and he's got a good FCS team there. Like they've been in some battles now for the last month. And, you know, Bama gets off of a cakewalk. Um, I think this is what, like, they're, they're just setting up here where the injuries, I think, is, is, overcoming um and you're going up against you know now you're getting a big talent disadvantage uh where Bama's had a couple of weeks to get ready for you I don't think Alabama's offense has been super impressive at any at any level except when they you know they played the Utah State and the Vanderbilts but I just can't get to Arkansas here even though the line's getting up there it's one of those that's just going to be a, a pass for me where it's at now. Even if this crosses, I just don't really want to, when you factor in the spot and the injuries uh, and what Arkansas has had to go through to get in now, it just doesn't sit right for me in a game that could line up to where I think they might they might just get run out. Um, and again, the line kind of reflects some of that you know, inflated uh, ability there. So it, it would be a pass for me where it's at now, but it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, a dominant Bama victory, um, even though I'm not super high on what, what they've done so far this season. It's just one of those that that if Arkansas was healthier and in a little better spot, that that I think it would have had more of an intriguing. I think this one though could could be a comfortable Bama win. Yeah, I mean a lot of those players on the sideline of that game in the final minute were distraught big time. So. I don't know if Alabama is the team I want to play after such a heartbreaking loss last week for Arkansas. Staying in the SEC, this is one where we have seen line movement. I got to tell you, I'm looking at the uh, the old Don Best screen uh, right now, and I'm seeing a couple of sevens. Mississippi favored by now six and a half in most books, but now seven at a couple against Kentucky. A Kentucky team has struggled against a backup quarterback in Northern Illinois last week, but it's not like Ole Miss didn't struggle. I mean, they got up big against Tulsa and then had to hang on for dear life. And that one, a pair of unbeaten SEC teams did not, I did not have a position early on in this one. I thought the four was more of a fair line and I'm a little bit surprised with all the Ole Miss money. Where are you at on this game as I uh, fire up my Circa account and make a bet on Kentucky plus seven? Yeah, I had, uh, you know what, not, again, I wasn't looking to really get, I think these are two teams that that have had some uh, fortune to get where they're at, both being a touch overvalued, um, both had some underwhelming performances uh, against lower two. I mean, I, if Bryn doesn't get hurt last week, I think Tulsa is potentially live in that game uh, to win it outright. Um, and yeah. even going to the backup, we're never really in danger of not covering Um Kentucky has just had, and this is you know one of the the 
larger uh, regular season win positions that I've had was Kentucky under. That's now uh, a bit underwater. Um, that that I, I God, they were unimpressive against Northern Illinois. I'm a little so I know uh, you know a couple of the the numbers guys I talked to actually had this around seven seven and a half, but I I don't have a you know again if it I. I it could only be a Kentucky for me at seven. I know some, uh, you know, if it crossed through seven and a half, that's where I was going to buy. It looks like it's mostly settled in the best number at seven. Um, Old Miss has just, again, that's now stylistically though, I think Old Miss has more trouble with a, a team that that's going to play offense like Pulsa than a style and a team that's going to go uh, like Kentucky. But again, do I want to be lining up to lay a touchdown there? No, I thought the earlier number was, uh, was more in the fair range. So it would be Kentucky or pass for me, but again, not one that, that I've lined up to actually invest in. Yeah, not a best bet for me, but you know me, I'm not afraid of volume. So, I mean, at yeah. seven, <laughs> and, you know, one of the things we do, we're looking for numbers to, to make a bet. Plus seven is good enough for me on Kentucky. I mean, I, I look, Mark Stoops, I think, does about as good of a job as anybody in the country, considering that he doesn't have the resources that a lot of other people do uh, in, in the SEC. So, plus seven, I think, is a little rich there on the Ole Miss side. Another ranked on ranked matchup. Uh, we're going to go to the Big 12, and we got a, a, a decent one here. Oklahoma State taking on Baylor. A Baylor team I bet last week. I was stunned the market was anti Baylor and flipped Iowa State to as high as a three point favorite. Uh, and that one closed about two, two and a half. But Baylor fresh off that win. Oklahoma State fresh off a bye. You talked about at the top, Kanish, that the Big 12 is wide open. Here's another game, just like I think every game in the Big 12 this year is probably going to have Big 12 title implications. Uh, Big uh, Baylor right now favored by two and a half. Total's been getting steamed up. I am part of the over there. I think they're treating both of these teams like they were last year when they were defensive, you know, top 10 defensive teams, and they're just not top 10 defensive teams in my opinion this year. So I did take an earlier position on the over. Did you uh, bet this one at all yet? You know what? I'm gonna I'll throw in a best bet there on that Chris plus three. I bet some uh, plus three last night. Uh, it looks like the that that was the only three trade in the market. Um, and listen, I was I was in lockstep. You're just with gonna you. throw in not why I'm all about widely available. You're throwing in best bets at one book. And a very big book, Mr. Powers. Uh, yeah. So listen, that 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 at three, it's a buy for me. I bought some. I still like that three there. Um, Listen, I, I I agree with you. Last week, took some Baylor at the three. Was surprised to see the them fading there. This week, though, significantly uh, different opponent. That I agree. Oklahoma State's defense, I think, as a bit, um, uh, it's gonna it's got to come down from last year. Obviously, losing Knowles. They played a couple of you know some cupcakes to start, uh, and then let even let you know Central kind of get back a, and rack up some yards in that. However. Uh, the Baylor's offense, I mean, one, they've kind of gone through the ringer here schedule-wise of of having some people come off BYU, and then they played Iowa State on the road. Plus, I, I think the scheme-wise, they don't are, they haven't impressed me um, offensively. I mean, defensively, they've been able to compete in games, but I think this Oklahoma State team provides uh, challenges that they haven't really faced before against any opponent this year uh, that that – has looked that I mean on the flip side of it where the Oklahoma State defense I think is a bit over I think the offense uh has looked fantastic now backing Spencer Sanders in key spots over his career has been a little dicey but uh I like the three here uh, I think you're getting a good spot for Oklahoma State 
I had this more round pick. Um, and I think talent-wise that they're head-to-head with this Baylor team, especially with, for the style that Baylor wants to play. They're not one that run – they want to play physical, play slower, run the ball. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a, a matchup uh, defensively that Oklahoma State can handle. I think offensively they're going to present some challenges that Baylor hasn't been able to face this year. So this is one to me that uh, I'm a bit higher on uh, – Oklahoma State probably than than some in the market, so took some pokes at the three there uh, and like that getting the field. Well, I can't see this getting any better than three. Obviously, with two and a half mostly painted, uh, but I think if it goes to three at other places, there'll be buyers there, uh, including uh, more from uh, Joey K. Yeah, you know, obviously, I think three is a really good number <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, I need to see Oklahoma State play somebody. I mean. Come on now. I mean, uh, a tomato cannon at the FCS level, Central Michigan, it was okay. I mean, Central Michigan did come back on them. We got the back door in the second half, and then they played, a you know, an Arizona State team with a lame duck coach. So I'm not there yet on Oklahoma State, at least for this season. I could see it, though, at three playing against Baylor. Uh, one more ranked-on-ranked matchup here. Uh, ACC game between NC State and Clemson. We've seen a ton of money come in on the under, and we'll get more of that as far as weather totals uh, here in about five minutes. But right now, Clemson, after a much closer, at least as far as I'm concerned, expected win over Wake Forest uh, in, in overtime last week, laying under a touchdown again uh, against an NC State team that, look, I was really high on coming into the season, bet them over their season win total. They had a ton of returning production from last year. It was a team that went 9-3 and three in the regular season, including a win over Clemson a year ago. And I just haven't seen it yet from NC State. Now, they haven't played really a lot of great competition, but I don't. I wasn't overly impressed with them in the East Carolina game. East Carolina has a better kicker. They lose that game. Texas Tech has a pick six turnover. That game was closer than expected. So I, took, I did bet Clemson on the openers. I wasn't even thinking weather when, when I bet it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not sure that, you know, I can recommend it now, Clemson, even though I, you know, if we, ha- if you could tell me the weather is going to be okay, I think Clemson minus six and a half is the right side. Well, if you got a hurricane situation, 20 mile an hour wind, you know, heavy rain, then I prefer to, you know, outside of the under, I prefer not to have a side because it's pretty unpredictable when it comes to, to, to turnover variance. So I think Clemson's the right side, but uh, what say you, Kanish? Yeah, this you know this is one of the off season positions that 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 game of year wise, uh, you know I, I was I was uh, pretty bullish on North Carolina State, uh, bought up what game of years I could in this game. Um, however, I agree with you that that the through you know the early part of the season they haven't been particularly impressive. Um, now I, I again, do I want to bag Clemson here with all the factors you mentioned? Um, the fact coming off a tough Wake Forest game uh, in a game that could have some weather with an extremely low total. Um, not really. It doesn't entice me, uh, particularly. If anything, uh, we'd actually we'd probably be a little hobby. If gone to my head, I would you know grab one of those sevens on North Carolina State if I was playing it right really? now. Um, but I I am a little you know leery uh, on, <laughs> on the, the ability for, for North Carolina State's passing offense um, to really ha- have success here. Um, in a game, that especially with there could be some conditions there. And then if, if you're talking about like man ball to man ball, who's going to line up and, and have the team that, that can run it better, I would say uh, Clemson definitely has uh, 
as a little bit more of the, you know, the rep there that, that I could see a stopping the run because um, almost nobody can run on him. And then B uh, having some more, uh, you know, with Shipley and DJ to have a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, mobility. So it's one that, that again, it's kind of in the, you know, with the, the factor, the weather factors up in the air and now it's crossing through seven, some places, um, not one that, that, that I'd be dying to play either way. Um, but I, I, it just one of those, you know, Going into the season, I thought I was going to be very high in North Carolina State coming into this game. Hasn't, haven't really seen it, um, but still not not gearing up here to to want to lay the the six and a half or anything with Clemson. Fair enough. Although I will say Wake Forest, uh, speaking of man ball, I was shocked they were able to get some rushing on Clemson. I did not expect that at all. Clemson's pass defense is a big time concern moving forward. Maybe not in this game. And if there's 20-mile-an-hour wind and some weather concerns, but my goodness, Louisiana Tech hit him for a bunch of big pass plays. I didn't think – I didn't make that big of a deal out of it, but, man, after what Sam Hartman did, six touchdown passes, uh, that might be something to keep an eye on. Not that the ACC is going to give him a lot of good looks, but still. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or Drew Pine from Notre Dame coming down in a month from now, but whatever. Uh, moving along, I misspoke earlier. There's another ranked-on-ranked matchup. I, you know, I'm not used to Florida State being ranked. I think it's been four years since they've been ranked in any week. We got the Knowles playing host to a Wake Forest team that looked pretty good last week, and yet it's the Knowles taking a ton of money here. Florida State up to a seven-point home favorite. I'll, I'll have some thoughts. I'll let you go first on this one, but my goodness, Florida State getting a lot of respect. Are you part of this uh, steam on the Knowles this morning? Well, I'll tell you, there was some you know, uh, look-ahead lines last week, uh, and, and one of my guys, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Kyle Franchise KF there, was was wanting a uh, a position on Florida State, and we were kind of hemming and on back and forth about it. I said, eh, Jordan Travis healthy, like, you know, it's yep. a minus two and a half, minus three. I was like, eh, Florida State's been a little, uh, and he was bullish, and I'll, I'll hat tip him there. I didn't see this line getting getting up to a touchdown. Um, I, I, I'm I'm a little shocked, uh, and this is one of those. Uh, do am I, am I looking to to go against you know this much steam here? I, I think if it if it crossed seven, I would have yeah. no choice but but uh, you know to take a, a weight position. Um, obviously, is the spot we're coming off you know a devastating loss for Clemson. Uh, you know where you're thinking you can get over the hump, you can make an ACC championship run. You lose an overtime there. Now having to come up uh, against a Florida State team that's definitely on the come up, uh, and I think they're one of those teams that. Getting better every week, kind of have Jordan Travis looked like he was back, back fully healthy. Was I'm a little surprised there. I uh, was looking that good. They're able to run the ball uh, and be physical on the ground. But eh, number wise, I, I, at any number one, I could never lay Florida State now with this number. Uh, it's probably one that that I'm looking for, uh, you know, to take a small position if I can grab a seven and a half. Um, I'm I'm. I'm just surprised it's gotten up this high. Pro line, um, Ken, right now, pro line plus plus eight and a half. There you <laughs> go. Well, yeah, I mean, she, well, of course, and an extra line, ten but, cents too. But man, oh man, was I? Uh, this one was uh, steamed significantly more than I than I was. Uh, you you take a in your early position here. Yeah, I think absolutely. And anything above seven, I was stunned. My, you know, I, I here's you know a little peel behind the curtain. You know, when it comes Sunday morning, I wake up and make my numbers on each game. Just off the top of my head, what would I make the, the yeah. damn game? I just do every game, side and total. And then I, you know, flip on the, the thing behind me, the old BP Autotron 
automation computer. And then I, what are my power ratings and all the other stuff to say? 7.6 was my power rating, Florida State. So I'm, I guess in that regard, I'm not surprised by the steam. But I'm here to tell you, I mean, my power ratings aren't always, you know, the end all. I mean, it's the starting point of a handicap. So I'll tell you, if I see seven and a half, other than places at pro line and faraway places, that's a bet for me on Wake Forest. That's just giving way too much respect for a, a Florida State team that, let's face it, fortunate to win, to hold on to beat LSU. There was some end game uh, mismanagement there that, that I, I'm not sure I'm fully trusting Norvell there. Louisville game could have probably went either way. Kudos for Florida State with a backup quarterback for performing like they did in the second half. I was stunned. That, I mean, they just absolutely humiliated Boston College last week. That was, I will say, that was very impressive. But we'll see this week. If Wake Forest's mind is right and they can rebound off a big-time game against Clemson, I think they're the right side here. But we'll, we'll see if they can handle back-to-back weeks with, you know, a not-so-talented roster uh, that, that playing big games back-to-back weeks. Weather, I think the storm will be up through Florida at that point. So if push came to shove, I'd probably lean over. Uh, I mean, I think Florida State's secondary. And keep in mind, Florida State's got some defensive injuries. I think they can be susceptible there. I mean, if Wake Forest can go up and down the field on Clemson's defense, they probably can against FSU. So maybe take a peek at that one if the weather is okay. As I'm saying it, I'm seeing some steam on the under. That figures. Uh, moving along, you know, and I want to mention this game because this is another game that got a bunch of steam. It's a bigger game in the SEC. I think a lot of people, if you haven't looked at the lines yet for this week, might be a little bit surprised Mississippi State's laying more than a field goal against Texas A&M. Maybe not so much when you consider if you watch Texas A&M's offense this season and then you add in the fact that Anaya Smith is now out for the year after a bad, brutal injury uh, last week against Arkansas. But at three and a half, uh, I, I don't think that's cheap on a pariah known as Mike Leach, who I just – it's very tough for me to get involved in a lot of his games. I mean, I did bet the over in last week's game. I'm certainly not betting the over in this week's game with uh, Jimbo's offense. But did you take an early position? Are you part of the Mississippi State team this morning? Early, early position. Um, but, again, this is one that I wouldn't bet through the three or the, the four and a half. I mean – Texas A&M, though, has just been, like, even in last week's, I mean, they got the fumble return to completely swing that one. The offense never really got going. Uh, I mean, they were able to run the ball some, and now Nia Smith is out for the year. Um, I don't think it's a passing offense that will, at any point this year, it's just not wired uh, correctly, like, whether it's the the, the scheme and the quarterback uh, and the lack of of talent. Um, I I just don't think at any point the passing game is going to be good, and it's good. Like Texas A&M to compete is going to have – that's the script. It's going to have to be just them handing the ball off 20 to 30 times um, and playing – and, again, I don't – the defense still does not look uh, significantly to me. Now, Mike Leach in certain spots, uh, especially against better SEC defense defensive coordinators, ha- has – they're able to, to shut the – do I consider DJ Durkin to, to be in that realm? Not really, but um, – so – I agree with you that there's game, especially the LSU game that we, you know, we I had know. to a few weeks ago where it just, it, they just don't put it. They miss some opportunities. They don't convert in the red zone. And then, you know, in the second half, they just can't get the ball rolling. So it, it is very, very tough to decipher uh, kind of how, you know, Leach's games in the SEC, how his offenses are able to perform. Now, with that said, I do think that the Cowbell defense is a real deal. They should be able to shut down what Texas A&M wants to do. Um, but in a game that, that that's going to be lower scoring now that it's crossed through the three, um, 
this is one that you really wanted to, to key in uh, on anything, uh, you know, under three numbers going to be very important there. Um, so again, it, I don't, but I, I'm not lining. This is one where I don't, you know, we, we've talked about some games where, you know, half point here, we're looking up to buy. I'm not really looking to, to back Texas A&M uh, even at, you know, four or any of the, like, there's not a really a, a realistic buy point for me on Texas A&M here. Uh, it, it was just a early Mississippi state or pass. I don't know. A four and a half at ProLine Plus. I don't know. That might be a, a small bet for me. <laughs> I, but, but then again, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't like either coach, to be perfectly frank. I mean, you got to respect what Mike Leach has done over his career, but that LSU game has me shook here and why I don't have a position side or total. I mean, that to me was a Mississippi clear game. It was that they were the side, and what they did in the second half has me a little shook. So, no bet for me on that one. Before we get the best bets, let me ask you before I get to some of these crazy movements on the weather totals with the hurricane hitting uh, the Carolinas this weekend. Any other games you want to mention surprising lines for you? I mean, our boys in now, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned talking like where, you know, so I, I want to ask you, I mean, because I know you gave that out earlier. Where are you at on the, uh, the South Bama ULL? Because, I, I mean, this opened up, I have some obviously some FOMO of, you know, it opened up five and five and a half and have a big South Bama like uh, you know conference position, so I was like, yeah, do I really want to even add more exposure, laying some points? But I know you uh, laid it this morning. Where were you on that one, uh, number wise, uh, and, and what are you seeing there? Because obviously, this is two teams polar opposite that that South Bama is just absolutely crushing every week, and ULL looks extremely disappointing. Um, uh, but kind of, it's it's one of those kind of like where where are we getting to to kind of water find its level here in terms of the number. It's a really good question, and I'm here to tell you, I don't know on this one. I don't think the market has a handle on either team, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, it's not South Alabama. They covered all four games by 18 points per game. I didn't have a handle on South Alabama last week. My number said bet against them. Yep. Uh, and, of course, they, they covered, although two defensive touchdowns. I mean, that might be a little bit of a worry here, but still, I mean, even then, I mean, they still would have won by, you know, double digits, so we're a decent Louisiana Tech team. It's more on the Louisiana side why I gave that out this morning. Uh, I mean, we thought they would take a step back this year. Uh, I thought the first couple games maybe were a little fool's gold. They play an FCS team, pretty much met expectation, exceeded expectation against Eastern Michigan, but because they were plus five in turnovers in that game, they got outgained. And then, I mean, it's mainly from what I've seen the last two weeks, man, they have played, in my power ratings, two bottom 10 teams in Rice and UL Monroe. Nothing fluky. They have been beaten badly at the line of scrimmage and just in the box score. And, I mean, to do that in consecutive weeks says this Louisiana team might be, when it's all said and done at the end of the season, like a 4-8 and eight type of team. South Alabama might be your division champs in the Sun Belt. So it might be one where we're questioning now, is it expensive? South Alabama almost laying 10 it seems that way now, but it might be at the end of the season. We're like, man, that, that shit, that was cheap. I mean, no, I that, that make that power rating now in South Alabama be laying 17 at, by the end of the season. So, I mean, just cause U, ULM is not, is not a good football team. I mean, it's a team that, nope. that, that has been on the rebuilding side of thing. I, I mean, just going through like ULL, their, their identity. I mean, they, they kind of very similar to a, uh, you know, a Kentucky team where they just want to line. I mean, they couldn't run the ball. Uh, against ULM whatsoever. I mean, Chris Smith, 10 carries, 41 yards. Chandler Fields, 10 carries, 26 yards. And on the flip side of things, 
They're giving up Andrew Henry, 11 carries, 123. You're like, they are getting beat on the line of scrimmage uh, against subpar opponents. And that, that that was their whole identity, you know, in the Sun Belt uh, was to be able to do it. And they're, they're just not able to do it. So I, 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 I'm, you know, again, I think, uh, you know, where the, the market tipping point might be there for South Alabama. I don't know. I'll take, you, you can put me down best bet. That win bet there, that's fair enough. Minus eight, give me that. I'll take that. You can mark that down best bet. I'm not afraid. Kanish, you know, jumping off the South Alabama train. He was Mr. <laughs> South Alabama. <laughs> this, is a, this is a must win. I'm, I'm getting, we need this one here. Uh, I got I got too much conference. Fun. I hope you're right. I will be backing you here. Uh, but I, I agree, Graham. A little, you know, last week results a little shook uh, just on both sides of of I, I I didn't think South Alabama would be able to to kind of have that dominant performance coming off the schedule they played against La Tech, who I again think is pretty good. Um, and ULL, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, one else. Don't look at the Rice game. I mean, that box versus Rice should have won by like four touchdowns. I mean, Louisiana might be a bottom ten team. One interesting one here. I want to touch on though. Right. Uh, SAC or AAC SMU UCF. Uh, SMU, another team that that I'm very invested on in the conference futures. This is what you'd uh, kind of consider a uh, a must win to, uh, to get those in position to to have a, have a, a ticket window there. Um, I was there were some rogue fours out there, so add a little, little um, at, at SMU plus. It looks like mostly painted three and a half now. I still uh, still have a little value there on SMU three and a half. I will say, you know, in, in some discussions I had, uh, you know, with people I've been with there, that this UCF offense has been very much all or nothing. They've yeah. either looked dominant and explosive and being able to run it up, or in games like Louisville where, they, they you know, they couldn't pick up a first down in the second half. Um, I don't know if SMU's defense really has uh, – the the horses to, to kind of shut down UCF in, in terms of give them the problems that they've had uh, in games. However, um, I don't think there, there's too much between this team, these two teams as hopefully that SMU is being able to scheme a little something up because Plumlee, when he's put in certain positions there, um, hasn't really been able to be effective as a passer. Uh, and I don't think it's a great UCF defense whatsoever. Um, so uh, again, one that, you know, again, we've seen the total come down here now. This, I'll tell you, this is one, if the weather is one I'll be watching with the, uh, you know, the eye and see with the weather. This is one, if the weather looks okay, I will be playing back over here. Uh, yeah. It's dipped down now, as many have with, with the weather. This is one that I will definitely be looking to. I think it's one that should be okay weather-wise. Obviously, won't know until a little closer, but it's one I'll definitely have on the radar uh, to play back on some over uh because uh, this is dipped too far down if it's not significant weather. Yeah, full disclosure, I bet UCF yesterday morning. Uh, I didn't get to the box score on the UCF uh, game from last week against Georgia Tech. I saw the score. I'm like, yep, yep, played out to expectation. Really didn't. You dived into it. <laughs> it wasn't that great for UCF in that one. They did struggle offensively against a team that obviously just fired their coach. So, uh yeah, that 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 one required further inspection, and I'm probably regretting a little bit my bet there on Central Florida. I'll still, you know what? Because we need a little bit of disagreement here. You and I go, can go head to head on that one. You take SMU plus three and a half. I actually laid three and a half on one. I laid three and three and a half, so I'm okay laying three and a half against you, buddy. Uh, you want to go against me? Hit the book uh, head to head, baby. My suspicion is you're going to move to two and zero against me. But that's okay for the for the goodness of the show. I, I'll tell you, you and I can go head to head here. 
Man of the people. Yep. Speaking of man of the people, in front of me, I have the games that could be affected by weather. And I'm here to tell you, I think I want to play against all these idiots that were really steam chasing today. I mean, I get it. Look, I'm part of the steam. I, I was, you know, betting Liberty Old Dominion yesterday morning. I wasn't even thinking about weather. I, sure, I bet under 54 and a half. Why? Well, I thought Liberty, you know, might still be down to a third string quarterback. They can't move the football against Akron. I don't think they're moving the football against Old Dominion. So I bet under. Now the line's 42 and a half. <laughs> 42 and a half. My goodness. Uh, if they get the backup quarterback back, that and we'll see what the weather is. I mean, that that's moved 12 points. Another game that I mentioned this kind of briefly earlier. It's moved nine and a half points. Virginia Tech, North Carolina, totals down to 51. Folks, for it to be a 51 in a North Carolina total, there's going to be a monsoon and 20-mile-an-hour winds because, I mean, if Notre Dame's offense can go up and down the field on you, Virginia Tech's pitiful, putrid offense probably could do the same against its Gene Chizik defense. So that's one to keep an eye on. NC State uh, took a lot of money, uh, the Clemson game under. Uh, just keep an eye, folks. I'll say this. Don't bet them right now. Don't be playing unders. You are big-time steam chasing at this point. I, I think the weather is fully, if not way overboard as far as priced into this. I mean, the, the expectation with these totals right now is, you know, the forecast is going to be 100% correct, and there's going to be significant weather in all these games, and I just don't think that's going to be the case. I'm going to be looking to play back some select overs. Uh, how do you normally treat it? Because I'll be honest with you, I was stunned to see on a Monday morning people run into the window to bed unders in these weather, these hurricane totals. Yeah, this you know this has kind of become the new uh, the, the the new hotness in uh, in in the betting that when weather plays uh, come on and there's anything on the radar, um, I would tell you and look a little bit more of a macro conversation. I think some people are going early and it's low liquidity uh, on totals on Monday, and I think you know even though that that early number uh, is going to be good, I think it's getting pumped down now in some cases. Um, artificially where especially on the Monday when it when it's cheap to kind of keep a number coming down and then you'll have some groups that are going to play back once the limits start to start to raise up and uh, and you get a little bit clearer picture um so where, where you know if you're looking at as you mentioned UNC you mentioned Old Dominion um where where those totals now are so low that if you get any kind of sense that that the forecast is even going to be moderate or okay you're talking about, you know, six, eight points of value uh, uh, hitting the over there and being able to get, you know, significantly more liquidity on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday than you would be on a Monday. So um, I think there's a little bit of manipulation going on. I think there's a little bit of overreaction going on. Um, and, and I agree with that. Just it, this is kind of the world we live in nowadays where where people aren't going to wait until the the end. We were a part of that. Where, I know, you know, I am it, too. Yeah, where people aren't, you know, you're not going to, if you're just waiting around to see the weather forecast, uh, you're going to be late to the party. So it's either you go on it, and I think once you saw one or two games start really getting steamed, then then everybody's like, okay, I got to go. Now, if I'm going to play a weather under, I got to go because it's going to move. So if you weren't getting on the, uh, you know, the train early, then then it's one of those where you probably miss the boat. And now it's just, the only thing I would say for, for a lot of people is where if you're not, really connected or watching the screen or checking the reports it's one that 
that that can get away from you real quick on the overs and the unders where, you know, as you said, if you missed it this morning, you, you don't want to be be chasing anything that's, that's moved, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 points now. Um, but on, on the flip side of it, you've really got to be watching it. Um, the forecast and the screen to see, to see when that's going to, the, when that'll see start moving back up. So yeah, I agree. Uh, it'd be one of those, you know, have a few uh, weather notifications clued up uh, and we'll be watching um, to, to see, because otherwise, as you said, the, the stuff got absolutely hammered early today. Um, and so now you're just kind of seeing when the, the buy point to be, uh, to come on the, uh, the flip side of it, it'll be. Yeah, that was a good job by producer there. I love it. Uh, putting that graphic up there. Guess what Dumbo bet the over in this game on the opener? I took over 44 and a half. I'm like, 44 and a half? Did you just watch Clemson's pass defense? I mean, they stink. I mean, 44 and a half. And then, of course, I got negative EV. We'll see how the weather turns out. I'm guessing it'll be that'll be the worst weather game just because that's the only one where I took an original position on the over. So I think that was very well said by Kanish. Uh, I'm here to tell you that was uh, as good as, you know, obviously we want you to play the best bets. We want you to win, but some of that macro level stuff is why you guys should be watching the show. And that's why Kanish is a professional better. And uh, a lot of people aren't. So uh, any other games or, or things that, uh, you know, from a macro level before we get to the remaining best bets uh, that you're thinking about this week? You got a Heisman. I see a Heisman questionnaire in the chat. Um I, I agree. Stroud now has the the firm control on it. I'm not, uh, you know, I had a small position on on 250 as just kind of a, you know when you see a lot. The the issue is that Ohio State's now kind of going into to the, the coast mode uh, part of the schedule, um, and, and he's just going to be able to rack up numbers. So I if they go 12 and 0, um, you, you know, it's one of those. Am, am I jumping in to buy it at like plus 100, plus 125? No, but He's definitely in the pole position now where they're going to put up numbers and the Big Ten, you know, like it's the most of their schedule now looks significantly saw, including the game again in Wisconsin. We talked about last week where it was setting up for them to get boat raced and they, they did get boat. I don't know outside of um, Penn State on the road, maybe. I would say, yeah, I would, that would be the one that, that maybe they get tripped up on, but a lot of their. They're challenging games, including Michigan State, um, and even the Michigan game now after last week. You know, the, the Michigan pass rush I thought was very disappointing against Maryland. Um, I don't. I mean, Rutgers, Sparty, Iowa, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland. Uh, outside of that Penn State game, Michigan game. So he's just, he's just going to keep rolling. So it, it's going to be outside of an. It's going to be very tough for him. Um, you, I think you'd be looking at probably like you needing a Michigan or a Penn State upstate to really open the door now. Um, what, what do you think here? Yeah, I mean, for, uh, summer, he's my biggest position. I think Circa had three to one. I bet it. So I, I did bet like a dozen guys. So I'm not saying that was my one and only. You only need one. I'm not part of that group. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how he's not in the pole position right now. Uh, but that being said, it's still a flavor of the month award. It's not like what it was when I was growing up as a kid, where it was like a, a career achievement award. For uh, sure. So whoever's having the best November. Yeah, uh, I agree. There's one, that's one of but, those things now. Like you don't want to be too overweight on the, you know, the as we talked about, like a one two to one or one fifty, because hey, a loss to Penn State, a loss to Michigan. We've seen the Heisman Award in, in a couple of the last, you know, four or five years 
basically flip at the last week of the year. Like, it go from one guy. He was a favorite you know, last year in the Michigan game. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, that that it is a very, uh, you know, it reflects the, the culture of uh, society these days where people, you know, like the, they got the attention span of a goldfish where you saw <laughs> some shiny object comes in November and, and has a big game and Stroud, you know, has a then and it can switch like that. So I totally agree with you. It is a uh, not one to be to be loading up, you know, on, on the chalk too heavy. Fair enough. Let's get the best bets. We mentioned a couple already. I'm a little inside information here. I, I oh, think I got, I got some good oh, info on this teaser. last week. Uh, no one knew about it as far as Bowling Green's their head coach and their quarterback being out. I got a sneaky suspicion that they're both going to be in this week. And keep in mind, I know Akron almost upset Liberty. The Liberty was down to a third-string quarterback. This is a cheap number as far as I'm concerned on BG. I'm here to tell you I think it's cheap. Even if the head coach and the quarterback are out, I actually like the backup quarterback. He's an FCS transfer uh, that they had. So six and a half for me. I know it's not ideal with BG all road favorite, but I think in this case they are they are still clearly superior to Akron. So I am going to lay the six and a half on the road. Best bet for me on my alma mater, which I'm usually betting against. Uh, you, do you have a pre-flop bet on this yet? I, you know what? So I look uh, you know, now that this is the boots on the ground here, the, the alumni here, uh, you know, but, but the info, <laughs> that's one that, you know, I open it opened up when I saw the the five initially. And I said in my head, you know, I, numbers wise and then I said, that's cheap. But I, I had the questions about the things uh, you mentioned there. So I totally agree with you. If if we're thinking that the uh, the head coach uh, and the quarterback are going to be OK going into that one. Um, yeah, if you can get I, I I'm going to log in as soon as we get off here and play some six and a half based on uh, what you just said. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with you that that is cheap. Hey, I mean, some things had to go very right for Akron last week uh, to, to finally be in a competitive ball game. Um, but they are one of the teams I probably had a little too much faith in Joe Moorhead and, and loading up on the yep. transfer portal going into the year. I'll admit I took some, there was some 250, I sprinkled some Akron Mac futures that had huge numbers uh, thinking that, you know, hey, if the Moore had magic and he gets some of these transfers in, they're, they're fucking terrible. Like, they, they, they I mean, they, don't get me wrong. They, they had a nice effort last week to, to at least make it a game out of it. Um, but uh, in games that I've seen them, um, I mean, the Michigan State game, the the, yeah. the, the Tennessee game, where they they haven't even they should have lost to St. Francis. Yeah. I streamed that game, <laughs> yeah. watched it because I bet like, the over. They haven't even been able to to compete with the where it's like fifty point games before you know, they, and the other team just stops you know before they you know they could have won by seventy or eighty. So yeah, I'm with you there. That uh, I'll join you on a Bowling Green position. Uh, you know, with a little bit of that uh, that uh, you know, Mister Powers. Uh, Power special there, inside info. So I agree. Yeah, Bowling Green or, or nothing for me. Uh, and it'll be some Bowling Green here in a second. You got a best bet? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go. And this is one that, uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to. Some of my guys are are on the, the flip side of this one. I like, I like Duke under the field goal. Um, I am not been impressed with Virginia. I know they came back and had a cover wow. last week. Um I, 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 this is a team that I'm buying on in Duke and I'm selling on in Virginia. Um, that, that I wasn't significantly impressed with what Virginia was. I think their, their, their offensive line is, is horrible. Um, 
Duke's offense looks looks pretty special. Um, and, and again, the D- Duke's defense hasn't hasn't done much. It's another one that that again, it, depending on whether I'll be this is this is a hundred percent. If it looked like it's going to be clear and overplay, now that it's it's keep stopping. There's even some fifty and a half out there. Um, this is one to keep an eye on. Uh, but I like Duke under the three. I played some played some one uh, played some one and a half. Um, and, and I'd be okay playing it at. Uh, looks like there's there's some twos out there that. I like the Duke, um, the Duke offense quite a bit. I like the changes they've made. I like Elko, uh, and and I think Tony Elliott um, is, is just a, a complete disaster. <laughs> I might be a bum. I I bet Virginia on the opener. Don't read too I, much into that. Maybe we'll go another bets. hit the books head to head, baby. Yeah, I might. But man, I'll tell you, I watched that Syracuse game last week. They were really poorly coached, Virginia. I mean, really bad. I tweeted it. I was like, I mean, are you kidding me? Bronco Mendenhall, what a large downgrade to Tony Elliott. So my, I like Mike Elko a lot too, but my goodness, they, I just, I was anti-Duke coming in the season. I bet under three and a half. I look, I liked Elko. I just didn't think he inherited anything. And to see them favored in a conference game, that's a lot, that's a little too much respect. So yeah, the second game, I'm about probably to go 0 and 2. That sucks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'll butt heads with you. You can take that best bet, but I, I, I'll uh, I'll go head to head to another uh, disagreement there. Uh, this We might have a third disagreement. I'll give you another best bet. Uh, Duke just played Kansas. Kansas has covered seven in a row dating back to last season. I'm on the other side this week, and I was anti-Iowa State last week. And I it's not like I've been fading Kansas. I mean, I, I do try to take care of my pocketbook a little bit, but – my numbers are really super strong on Iowa State this week. A little surprising, but, I mean, I, I think the numbers should be six. So, uh, I, I like Iowa State. I'll lay the three and a half. I bet you can find, you know, you know, looking at the board there. Oh, wow, pro line. Got to love pro line, one and a half. Sure, I love that bet. <laughs> uh, I, even at the – it's super juiced up there. But uh, Iowa State, for me, I, I like them quite a bit. I'll even lay the three and a half. Yeah, no, no, you're not. You're not going to get a disagreement from me on that. This one, that one's had some uh, some little uh, fascinating market war there between the. You know, it got said the two and a half steam, and then uh, some buyback uh, on Kansas at the three and a half. But I agree with you. I, I think you know you're, you're. We've hit the uh, kind of the the top there on Kansas, and don't get me wrong, Leopold, insane yeah. job what he's done there. Um, but their defense is still leaky, um, and, and I think Iowa State will be. Uh, much more better, uh, much more prepared defensively uh, to kind of stop what Kansas wants to do yeah. on offense. And I agree. I think you're, you're getting some some value there in the number. So, yeah, I, it would be a uh, an Iowa State at, at three or better or nothing for me in that one. So, I, I unfortunately, not another. We can't add that one to the to hit the books head-to-head because uh, I'm with you there on that one. Yeah, I think you mentioned it. I, Iowa State's a program that's probably not going to overlook Kansas. They'll have a little bit of respect. They're coming off the loss. Can ill afford to lose back-to-back games. Kansas probably riding high after a big win over Duke with a lot of national publicity last week. That 3-3-5 defense that Iowa State runs, unique, probably capable of slowing down Kansas. We saw them you know, crush Kansas last year before Kansas got going. But, yeah, I think Iowa State's the right side there. So I'm pretty comfortable in that one. That's one of my favorite plays of the week. Any other best bets for Mr. Kanish uh, before we get out of here? Did you did you throw uh, Illinois in earlier in the best bets? I did not throw. You're going to throw Illinois in there. Uh, you know what? So I again, this is one that I, I you know like we we talked about James Madison last week where you know I played some uh, 
some above ten and above. So I, I'm still okay with it at a touchdown. Uh, I, I I don't think they head to head with Mr. Muscles. I uh, and that. again, this is what we got. We got him last week, baby. UNLV uh, with a checkbox for Joey K. That's we'll go head to head with them again. Um, I, I I like I'll take Illinois there with, with the touchdown again. I love. I know that it's painted seven. I really liked it when it was. Uh, hey, we got a little fan duel there at seven and a half. Uh, but hey, I'll give it out at seven. Um, if you go get that seven and a half, I like it definitely. Get uh, um, I am. I'm. I'm super down. I've just been down on Wisconsin the entire season. Um, and now you know we've had it faded him last week for Ohio State, Illinois. I, I don't think. I, I mean, I don't think there's much between. I can make the case, legitimate case. That I think Illinois' roster has more talent than Wisconsin. I, I think there's guys wow. that that can play in the NFL for Illinois, and Wisconsin just it doesn't have many of these guys. And I get it; they've had the you know the continuity and the and Jim Leonard and that. I am really down on on Wisconsin this year, and Illinois ha- has impressed me. Their their defensive front has impressed me. Tom and Devito's playing relatively well. They they're able to line up and run the ball. Um, and just stylistically, this is you know Wisconsin a game that I don't want to lay a touchdown in. Um, yeah, so so I liked Illinois, uh, and again I bet you know bet it at some higher numbers. But if you can still get a seven, I'm okay with that. Um, that that uh, fighting line. It's just two teams for me going in polar opposite directions. And uh, hey, maybe they they get right this week, and you know Wisconsin. But I'm just I just don't see it. I I, I don't see I, I don't see. I think. Illinois has playmakers Wisconsin doesn't have. So, yeah, fighting Illini for me, um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise. And, again, this is from a guy that has uh, some Illinois, uh, you know, season win under stuff going in. That I got, <laughs> yeah, it, it's I tough, mean, it's tough to I back hurt. Uh, it's one of those where, you know, you plug your nose back in some of these coaches. But I don't think there's much between these teams, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, give, give me a fighting Illini. I'll be, I, I bet the under in the game, I mean, Circa opened 42 and a half, a couple knuckleheads bet over up to 45 and a half in like 10 minutes after the open. Is the I hurricane going to reach all the way to uh, Madison? <laughs> Were you one of them? You no, no, know? I don't, I don't, have, I don't have a total position in this one. Oh, um, okay. I was going to say, I agree, I'm not. <laughs> Some people, and they moved the total up three points. I'm like, I'll take those three points. Give me, I thought the opener was good. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a rock fight. Illinois defense. I think it's like 11 out of the last 12 games that will allow 24 points or less. It seems like a, like a typical Big Ten game for me. And uh, you didn't mention he probably buried the lead. Bielema going back to Wisconsin. Uh, hey, I think the second week in a row I buried this coach lead with the TCU last week. And uh, I got I to get a little more professional in the show notes here with you. Uh, I agree, bro. Coming back to, uh, you know, Whiskey Baby, the, 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 the land where it all came together for him. But – yeah, I uh, I think I, I can't I can't get to a touchdown here in this way. I agree. I agree. If I had a you know, there looks like forty four pretty much out. This is pretty widely available. Yeah, it'd be an under for me, and uh, and uh, I like the side. So, any other best bets before we call it a day? I think that uh, I think that uh, wraps it for me at the moment. There'll be uh, uh, you know a couple that that I got the eye on depending on some, you know, some weather, some stuff later in the week. But I think for now that's, uh, that's pretty good. And um, jump on there to, to bet some Bowling Green. Yeah, I don't, I mean, he was correct last week. So we'll see. I, I come out in the air and say, and, you know, give him some praise and he'll probably be wrong. But I'm here to tell you, even if he's wrong, I think the number's still a little short and I expect it to close higher. So yeah, I do like Bowling Green quite a bit. And if you missed any of the show, remember you can play back, 
the, the show on podcast. That'll be up later uh, and also on YouTube. And if you missed any of the best bets, make sure you're checking out Bet Stamp. Hit, hit the books is on there. You can check out all our best bets for the records. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Kanish. I'm Brad Powers. This was Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network.